Jackson back to the open side. Karim Bete. Possibly here for Samu, who's quick. Pete Samu looking for Karim Bete. Back to Samu. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wild. That is amazing from the Welcome to Pick and Drive Rugby, where the people's podcast providing a platform for rugby lovers to come together and support the game that's played in heaven. I'm your host, Ando. With me is Mitch, and we are incredibly excited to provide our first instant reaction pod of the 2023 Super Rugby Pacific season. Mitch, my voice is pretty gone. How are you at the end of what was a tumultuous and epic game between the New South Wales Waratahs and ACT Brumbies? Oh, pretty pretty tired at the moment, to be honest. It's been a pretty big night. Uh, down in Talbar, behind the posts, uh, had an attempt to catch Ryan Lonigan's conversion or penalty at one point and dropped it cold. So Starstruck, mate. Starstruck. He just looked up after he took the kick and you met those clear blue eyes and you were just swooning like I have for the last couple of years. Am I right? Yeah, let's go with that. Well, um, Mitch and I are sitting here at the end of the game, having uh, been in the post-match presses and got to see the reactions, both the captains and the coaches. And it's fair to say, oh, we should probably go through the score, shouldn't we, mate? Yeah, so the score was uh, <laughs> 31 to 25 to the Brumbies. Uh, not the result that the Waratahs were looking for and definitely not the result that uh, Darren Coleman was expecting. You could definitely tell from the post-match press conference, Darren Coleman particularly was very flat. Uh, not so much Jake Gordon and some of the players, but definitely Darren Coleman was kind of left a little bit red-faced in some ways in just the way that yeah. he um, had sort of talked up this game and wanted to put in a really big performance. And I think t- the way that the team actually ended up playing on the night was a bit disappointing for exactly. Tars fans and yep. for just the yep. people tuning in. Uh, I think they it was almost to their detriment. He was even asked um, beforehand what they were going to do if some of the if the result didn't go their way. And I think we've had that tonight. He's going to be searching for what comes next for the Tars moving forward. So I guess the question is, if you're the Tars, what went wrong tonight? And the, the key element of it was their inability to be able to hold on to the ball. I know that's a really simple statement, but too many unforced errors, too many turnovers. And in particular, the Brumbies being really effective at disrupting the attacking ruck for the Tars. Yeah, and I think uh, when you look at sort of the set-piece dominance that we've come to know and expect from a team like the Brumbies, that was something that they didn't particularly do all that well either. Yeah, so yeah. It, you can't just highlight that the Waratahs weren't great or weren't mm. performing that well in this performance. Both teams sort of struggled at different areas at different times. Yeah. Um, the Waratahs did struggle to hold on to a lot of ball. When they had their, the ball in their hands and they were able to string a few phases together, they looked dangerous and they yeah. scored some good, yeah. good tries. Um, interesting, the Brumbies didn't score any more rolling more tries tonight. And weren't yeah. sort of getting the pay from the set piece that we've come to expect from a team like them. Yeah, and they didn't get a huge amount of opportunities. They had one or two, which the Tars were able to spoil, but they didn't get as many opportunities as they might have in previous games. Um, I think a big part of it was also just a lack of combinations within their starting 15 as well, particularly within a forward pack. I mean, there were five debutantes across the entire 23, Nick White getting his 100th cap for the Brumbies. Really, really big night for many of the players, but... I think the Brumbies just showed their class tonight as much as the Tars and we as Tars fans have talked up their uh, potential in 2023 and I mean just everyone get on that hype train. Um, the reality is that the Brumbies were better tonight as hard as that is to say. I mean there's definitely like some standout players and standout performances from this performance. Uh, you know Max Jorgensen is a player that we're going to be talking about for a long mm. time. He got big minutes tonight, uh, 80 minutes and I mean we were questioning whether that was a plan that was 
sort of developed early in the week and if, if, if he was going to play 80 minutes, which he ended up doing, but uh, Darren Coleman confirmed in the press conference that he wasn't, um, that that definitely was the plan, um, that he was going to get those minutes uh, leading in and, and with some of the sort of the injuries and things that they picked up during the week. So um, he was he was good. Oh, mate, Jorgensen was just special. And I mean, look, you don't want to hype up a player beyond belief, but the truth is he couldn't have done much more on his debut to excite people. I mean, he probably could have scored a winning try, but... A winning try, that's that's true. He could have scored a winning try instead. Like he, only, he only scored two tries, like multiple Ryan, line breaks. How many did Ryan Lonigan score? <laughs> it was a special night for many reasons, mate. Um, my crush was definitely uh, enhanced as a result of tonight. Um, but yeah, just sticking on Max Jorgensen for a moment before we probably moved to Corey Toole. Um, I mean, he's got the pedigree. Father's an ex-Wallaby as well. He just really shone within the trial matches. And tonight he demonstrated that despite the fact that he completed his HSC last year, I literally could have taught him last year, <laughs> um, he was able to take the stage and not look out of place. Yes, a couple of errors here and there. You can probably put him down at fault for the Muirhead try off the Lonergan quick tap and kick. That's and the, probably, probably the Valentini try too. Yeah, like, and, but that's okay. You get a young player... Heaps of talent. There's going to be moments where he just doesn't have that game sense and he, um, he switches off for a moment, but he'll be better from the opportunity. And I'm sure that DC and the other old heads around the team... Oh, one part that was funny um, was one of the comments that he made after the match was referring to old heads like Mark Nongani Tawase giving him some guidance. And I'm like, Marky Mark's been around a team for like two years in the starting team. He's not an old head. Thinking, <laughs> <If> that. <laughs> anyway, moving on to um, Corey Toole. How electric was Corey Tool? Yeah, I mean, uh, a player that, that we've... Uh, his t potential in the sevens program we've seen, and we, mm. you know, the, we've spoken a lot about players that have made that transition from sevens into fifteens, and some more successful than others, but, geez, you've got to take your hat off to a player of Corey Tool's performance and, and ability that he did not look out of place in the 15-man code. He, he just the depth of hands that he had to set up tries to, to score down the wing, I mean... Did he step out? No, he did not step out. Like, <laughs> that should have been an extra try, and that would have changed the whole dynamic of the game because it would have taken him out to something like, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was an unattainable lead pretty much by that point. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's scoring those tries. He's putting in hits in defence. Like, he, he's a pretty mm. well-rounded player. and good, to, good over the ball as well. I mean, all sevens players have to be. They're so well-rounded. Um, I wonder how quickly he's going to get sick of Corey hotline references from The Simpsons. Um, so I mean, with Steve Lentil down there in Canberra, I think <laughs> there's going to be a lot of those flowing this week. Story, allegory, Montessori. It's just going to keep on going. Absolutely love it. Um, but I just think that he... It's easy to focus on the backs because, I mean, they're prettier and faster than the forwards a lot of the time. Um, but the truth is that this game was one up front with the Brumbies' dominance within the forwards, which is quite surprising considering what I thought was a weakened starting Brumbies pack. Yeah, I think uh, one of the questions I would have loved to have asked uh, Bernie Larkham at the end, which we sort of ran out of time, was some of the performances by the starting team this week is definitely going to raise selection issues for him moving forward like yeah. we asked him around the decision to rest the Brumby to rest the Wallabies plays and have their impact in the second half which definitely they did bring an impact and um, lifted things and, and just brought on that experience but you can't say that the, the starters didn't perform well either like mm -hmm. they, they played well in their own right Deborah Sini was brilliant yeah. uh, Ryan Lonigan, as much as I hate to say it was fantastic at nine um, you know the, the forward pack did not look out of shape at all um, yeah. 
with the with the plays they had. They did lose. Uh, they did lose. Who was the starting hooker? Um, uh, 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 the starting hooker was McInerney. McInerney, yeah, they lost him early and had John Alusia coming on from the bench. And minute, he played 75 minutes. This <laughs> is a guy who joined the Brumbies set up two weeks ago. It was not even in a professional contract last week. So yeah, He's been coaching. He's been, he retired, like, what, two years ago? Yeah, I was pretty pretty shocked in the stands. And I even said to Ando, like, is that John Alusia there? Yeah, and and I didn't know who I was talking about. <laughs> but, um, you know, he definitely knows now after the amount of talk that we had in the press conference. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, look, looking, looking at this game, I think there's a lot to be taking away for both teams. The Tiles will know that they matched it with the Brumbies not at their best. Um, and the Brumbies will know that even without the strongest starting 15, they still really took it to the Tars and were dominant for large parts of the game. So there's there's a lot to be taking away for both teams. I mean, there's, there's like, really, there's two ways you can sort of look at this and you can sort of say the Waratahs didn't play their best and they weren't at their best tonight, but they still put in a good performance and pushed the Brumbies to the to their limits. Mm. But at the same time, the, this wasn't the first choice Brumbies team either. And I think looking forward, it's going to be a hard road for the Waratahs. It could well be that they are four and none moving forward because they've got the Fijian Drua away. And as much as I would expect, if we're serious about this Tars team being top four contenders, they should be beating the Drua in Melbourne. Um, but then they have the Rebels away, followed up by the Hurricanes away. And now, again, I would expect us to be beating the Rebels away. During that, um, the, the challenges that they face they have with Angus Bell likely being injured, having a recurrence of his foot injury as well. Our front row is looking a bit shaky. And we moved to have Harry Johnson Holmes back week three, week three. I think. Yep. Week so three. Yeah. we do have some depth that come with that. I think the one thing that uh, on the positive side for the Waratahs that I was happy to see was early in the first half or halfway through, I think it was Jorgensen's second try, mm. the Waratahs went to the line, they, they had a penalty and they went to the mall and it didn't work. They got the ball disrupted and yeah. ended up turning it over. They did great work at the set piece and the breakdown got the ball back and spread it wide and scored that way so that's really promising from a team that's sort of still on the up and still developing that yeah. even though they they start the phase in one direction and they're trying to look one way to score points they end up doing it another way and sort of yeah, just sure. making taking those opportunities on the fly which is which is a positive and it's something that if they can continue that trend is going to be really helpful against the kiwi teams because we know the kiwi teams have the ability to score points from counter-attack anywhere in the park and also moving forward just from purely a task perspective is considering that a bunch of our really um strong players from 2022 probably didn't step up tonight in a consistent way they would be wanting to so i think it would not be harsh to say that champagne tan and ben dono didn't have the best games for the tars um similarly lalakai fichetti and izzy parisi were good in moments but not uh consistent throughout the match that, that's a, a bit it's a difficult point that one because it's not like they didn't play well. It's just that I don't think the Tars utilised them properly. They didn't give yeah, enough. They yeah. didn't give them enough ball, particularly in that first half. They didn't give them, put them in space enough. They started to do that in the second half. Um, and one of the things that we sort of spoke about as well was just their use of Nemanja Dolo mm. when he came on in the second half. And he's the type of player. <laughs> it was in, it was funny in the stands. There was one point. I think it was the first time he actually got the ball. He chased back to get a kick over the top and then pass it in field to kick. And everyone's like, damn it. We wanted him just running up. <laughs> Everyone went nuts when he came on and when he got the ball yeah. for the first time. And there was another play that they, he was unmarked on the wing and they only needed to spread the ball wide to get it to him and he's potentially over. The crowd was cheering for it. Everyone was screaming Jet for it. and misses the pass out back to Dono and it goes Ends up getting knocked on. And um, yeah. yeah, so 
if they can get the ball to Nadal, get in his hands a little bit more, I think that that's a winning combination that's going <laughs> to so pay dividends. So your strategy for the Tars moving forward is just get the ball to Nadal. I mean, let's just more. revert back to the Waratahs in 2013, <laughs> 2014. Give it to Naravoro. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, well, I think we've covered a lot of the main points here, mate, just in this kind of instant reaction format. Anything? I guess one of, the, one of the things I wanted to chat about is kind of our thoughts on the, the new law variations and how yeah, they sort yeah, of handle yeah. this, this game. I mean, we we got to admit, we were in the stands, so we weren't, you know, we didn't have a screen to look at. We didn't have, a, like, a running commentary. We didn't have a whole lot, a lot of access that you sort of get at home. But from what we could see, uh, it didn't look and didn't feel like some of the shot clocks and the, um, the scrum pieces and things were actually adjudicated. Even the, com- the, the, the referee, uh, the coaches said in the press conference that they didn't feel like they were being hurried up. Oh, no, no. Um, Bernie Larkham said that they were. Um, there were a few times where they ran it pretty close and Alan Oatoa mentioned that they'd been told to not take them all, uh, huddle at one point prior to a line out. Um, I noticed there were a couple of times when players tried to take a knee for a medic to come on, The Nick Berry ran over and told them, no, get off, get off the field, um, we're not stopping the game. So maybe maybe we just didn't see it because there was nothing to block because teams were kind of like right on the cusp of that 30 seconds. Um, yeah, just the vibe that I got from Alan Oatoa, well, even Darren Coleman kind of said like, he he made a, a remark saying he didn't think that this game mm. was mark, was mm. markedly faster It'd be than good they to were go expected. Back and look at it, wouldn't it? Yeah, and that's something that we, I guess we'll do, and we'll, we'll bring a, a full review in the pod later <laughs> in the week, <laughs> yeah. end of the weekend. But we'll give you a full um, breakdown of this single match. I mean, five other games. We're not going to focus. I, on I do it. wonder if that, one game. <laughs> I do wonder if that sort of affected the Waratahs in some way. Like it, it definitely felt like the Waratahs came in and they had a game plan. They wanted to play fast. They wanted to move the yeah. ball around. They wanted to you know set set quick scrums and go to line out quickly and the Brumbies slowed that area down and they were allowed to slow that down so yeah yeah I think like if, if we're trying to point out something that resulted in the loss tonight it's just lack of handling and, and eyes up rugby really. and then, yeah add those add those three things together and you've got the loss and like I mean credit to the boys credit to the Brumbies they were the ones that really stepped up and delivered tonight the Tars were outplayed overawed I think by the occasion um, and, and at least that thing of I wonder if they hyped this game up too much. I wonder if they put too much emphasis on this. And so we've got to this point now of, well, this was it. Like, this was the game. And now that we've lost the game, well, everything else for the next few weeks... Well, how do we get up for Melbourne like, next how we, week? How do we get up for Melbourne next week? The Waratahs have four home games away... Uh, four away games now on the trot. Yep. We're back here at Allianz Stadium on the 24th of uh, March. March, March. So literally a, a month yeah, to three the away games and then a fourth is um, against the Chiefs back yeah. home. So Fiji and Drew are away down in Melbourne for Super Round, which we'll be at. Exciting. And then Rebels versus the Tars and Canes versus... Sorry, obviously versus Tars. And then Canes away again. And then Tars at home before we go Brumbies away down in Canberra. So um, the first six games of the season, only two of them at home. We've just lost the first home game. So it's a hard, it's a hard opening round, but I don't know. I filled with confidence because it was a good game. It was an entertaining game. I enjoyed being here. Crowd was great. Stadium was bloody fantastic, and we didn't play at our best, and yet we still were in the match for the entire time. Yeah, very much so. Very much looking forward to seeing what this season can bring and, and what the Waratahs can do moving forward. All right, mate. It's been fun. Want to finish it up? We need to go home. <laughs> Let's do it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful weekend. Catch up. Bye. Darren, obviously disappointing. Can, can you just give us your reflections? Yeah, yeah, just disappointed. You put something that could have been 
targeting one game and working towards one game. In the context of the season, it was a big one. Like we wanted to, uh, we was disappointed because we wanted to do better. And we didn't, we didn't play near our potential and uh, some key facets of the game they got the better of us at. Uh, choked us a bit and made us, caused, pushed us into error and uh, and the result was a result. So yeah, just, just disappointed and uh, a little flat at the moment because we, we built up this game and we wanted to really put on a good show and, and play a high quality of footy that would bring people back. So I feel like we missed a bit of an opportunity there. Um, so that's my main emotion. However, in the ground, I'm sure the sun will come up tomorrow and we've got 13 rounds to go. And, we'll, and I think if there is any positives out of it, the fact um, I don't think we're anywhere near our best and we, we got a bonus point loss against the top four team. So I feel we've, we've got it in us. We've just got to do better. Was it difficult to uh, bring it all together given there was quite a few guys that haven't played any minutes? Clearly, the Brumbies kind of they focused on combinations and guys that have been there for a couple of weeks. Is that a difference? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the scoreboard says it was. Um, yeah, I don't think the blokes that hadn't played hurt us in any way. I thought Bailey was outstanding in the first twenty. Um, yeah, uh, Porks. What Porks and Jed offer to our set piece. We couldn't have, I don't I don't think we could have gone into the game without that, particularly around line out time. Um and uh but yeah, no, it was um yeah, I don't think the guy that'll be better for the run. Parisi Izzy he'll be he'll be better for it. So we just gotta take our medicine, eat a bit of humble pie, get back to um have a look at what we can do better and um fight back next week. One of those areas in particular when you kind of in these flash flashes, do you think they just kind of outplayed you throughout the game? Mm. I think it was around the around the, the attacking breakdown was probably the stuff we had trouble with. It's a bit of a chicken of the egg is your is your handling up. Like we didn't handle the ball well. Uh, was that because our breakdown wasn't good? We're sending in extra numbers. The ball's slow. They're coming at you with a bit more heat. Uh, the boys said. It started out dry, got quite greasy. Uh, we need to handle the ball. We like to move the ball. But I felt we, um, we did, a we didn't do it well, and maybe we chased that a bit too hard, as opposed to to a bit more simplistic power game. So yeah, they we always knew they were. They're very good at that defensive breakdown, and and we were slow in on occasions, and we uh, we didn't get a, lot, a whole lot of power carrying in that first half. Um, when they loosened up in the second half and they tired a little bit, I thought it opened up for us a bit. And I thought we were, I generally thought we were, in, we were going to do it. We're down by six. We're coming into their A zone again. I'm starting to feel the, the momentum had swung. And then uh, Willie Harris turns over that one. They go down, they get a three, takes him to nine. Error, they're down there again, penalty three more, 12. And then it was probably done from there. But yeah. Uh, that, that was the, the main thing, probably the attacking breakdown and our handling error is what hurt us most. Those, those moments and metrics, do you think that's just the difference between a good side and you guys are a potentially great side that's been doing this for a lot longer in terms of consistently winning and closing out games like this? Yeah, I guess the, the numbers stay they are, but uh, uh, we get them again in round six, so we won't have another go. I don't think they're any better than us. Is that the feeling on the field, Jake? They were, they were pretty well organised in defence and then 
Yeah, I, I think the intensity around the breakdown was definitely a level up. Um, and, you know, we knew that coming into the game. Laurie's put a lot of emphasis around that, especially dealing with him at Wallaby level. It's a big focus around that, that that attacking area of the game. And we struggled to get quick ball, especially in that first half. We're playing static and on the back foot. Um, and Darren touched on when we got some quick ball, we looked good. Um, but they just muscled up and, and stopped us really getting any momentum throughout the game. There's a big occasion this, you know, a lot of guys looking for a long way out, you know, the homecoming, that sort of thing. Is that a factor? And, you know, if so, is it almost good in a way that you know, it's, it's done now and you can get a good decision? Um, look, there was definitely excitement. There's been excitement leading up for the last month. We really felt it within the group um, that it was a big match. Um, yeah, it's, it's really disappointing at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, probably got to give me a few hours to really think about that. And Darren, um, Angus Bell came off with that Is that the same foot? Yeah. Yeah, it looks to be at the moment. So, yeah, that's a... Uh, that's a massive blow. If that is the case, uh, we're holding out a little bit of hope. We're going to get scans, but he felt very similar to to when he did it in the England game, in the England test. So, yeah, it's horrible news. And as you say, he was pretty in the first 20s. Yeah, he did well, didn't he? he? carried strong. He was he was excited for it. Yeah. I just want to shine light from that game. Um, Max coming on in the first, you know, that, that first 15 minutes breaks, gets through two wallabies and scores, ends up with a double and about four line breaks. What does it say about a kid like that, that on a stage like this, he's produced a performance like that? Yeah, he did well. He is an amazing motivator and he run that fast, isn't it? <laughs> no, he, uh, yeah, no, he, everyone's seen it. Yeah, he, he, uh, he'll go onwards and upwards. It's sort of, I'll reflect, as you said, Jakey said, when you sort of, just disappointed with the loss. More, more so at the moment, but I'm, I'm happy for Max. We always knew he was going to handle it. And uh, a few things went his way today and he got over the line, so that was awesome. And uh, he'll, uh, yeah, he'll have a good career. Was it always the plan for him to play 80 minutes? was, actually. Yeah, we had a pretty structured plan around our back line. It was, uh, we thought Izzy would gas out at some point. He hadn't played any footy yet, so we had our, our Starting back line, which was was what it was, and then we had um, when Izzy tied, Nems Namani would come on, and we'd push Dono up, Jorgo to the back, and Tame would slide out one. Um, yeah, we just didn't get the ball in the hands of Lara or Izzy in that first half. Like they're they're our two of our better power carriers, and they, for whatever reason, whether it was a breakdown or it was bad coaching, we just, we just couldn't get them going forward. Um, as I said, probably Belly. Who else carried well? Charlie was energetic. Hoops obviously was everywhere, but they're not power carriers as such. Like you look at some of their game, it's it's just based on big men rumbling forward. And although I want to have more in our game than that, we needed to do a little bit more of that today. Dan, what have you made of the way Bernie's evolved the Brumbies attack? Oh yeah, I'm sure there's some tweaks to the. To, to their eye that I, I didn't notice that there I said like some of their set piece you just got to stop Rob Valentini on that first phase like that that try where he sort of when Mahe missed him up first up and that ball was super quick we just didn't couldn't get anyone around the corner on the fold um, I don't know was there any surprises out there with their attack I, I don't know if there was huge huge shifts they did a lot yeah. of um, a little bit of ball movement between their forward pods but 
Yeah, I thought for the most part we were, we were comfortable handling them. Um, but when they did get going, they were good. So, yeah, I'd have to look at the game to see the subtle differences. But there's no doubting that they're, they're a good team and they'll be at the top end. Jake, were you trying to talk to Nick for that cross kick for Newey Heads try there? And, and I guess how much responsibility are on your teammates who are just going to sleep there a little bit? Yeah, it was a weird one because we, the trainer came on. And from our understanding, it was time off. Um, but it's a fair play. Like he, to be fair, he actually didn't call time off. We just thought once a trainer usually enters, more often than not, usually go to time off. Um, Andy wasn't even ready for it. So we sort of just, yeah, it's pretty poor. We knocked off. Everyone came in. We had one person outside the first post. So it's pretty cluey from them, really. Jake, did it feel different at all with Nettie? He came on the screen at about the 27th minute mark and the whole crowd went nuts. Feel anything like sense of difference with him being there watching? No, not so much in the game. No, I um, I didn't even notice the roar when he came on the screen. Um, but yeah, I think it's exciting that you have a new Wallaby coach. Um, you know, I've spoke to a guys at another Australia A program, and guys sort of on the fringe Wallabies. You know, they really think they have a shot this year, and it opens up spots. So it's exciting. You know, whoever performs the best at Super Rugby, uh, you'd imagine will get picked. Jack, you're our last one. Full lady. Um, in terms of the pace of the game, these new laws in, do you notice that difference, particularly when you sort of start into those last 10 minutes and then the fatigue starts to kind of ramp up in players? It's a little bit hard for the first game of the year because you're always pretty tired, especially playing 80. So, I don't know, you probably get a feel for it maybe a little bit later in the year when you're a little bit fresher. But to be fair, Nick was saying you've got to go quicker. So there was awareness <coughs> there, but it's pretty tired from I'd be interested how, yeah. how long some of those scrums did take to set mm. and lineouts did take to throw. Obviously, they lost their start in hooker, and obviously Lonigan wasn't there. So they, I think, Luigi had been coaching till two weeks ago. So yeah, it'd be interesting to look over that. Did, did we stick to the thirty-second shot clock on all those on all those plays? Thanks, guys. Cheers, Bertie. You think a bit, a bit easier now? That's a that's a big first week. Uh, yeah, I, I thought our preparation was good coming to the game. Um, we've worked really hard through the pre-Christmas, post-Christmas blocks um i'd say that we made a few too, too many mistakes through training this week but we managed to get on for the next job pretty well um through the week and i think that's what happened tonight um that it wasn't a perfect game for either team um both teams found a way to sort of get onto the next job and every time we got out to a bit of a lead they pegged it back and it was quite intense at the end there um yeah i think they look quite dangerous. Um, we were sort of holding on there at the end of the game, so it was tight there for a bit for us, but but certainly a very entertaining game. It was one that I think, you know, the people that turned up today, like it was an amazing atmosphere. They would have certainly got their money's worth and certainly would have enjoyed the finish to that game. Was that just the nature of round one? You know, a lot of teams, a lot of players on Wally's duties who may have had limited trial minutes, you know, seem to be a bit greasy towards the back end of that game. Is that just those things in time will just kind of fix itself? Yeah, yeah, both teams. I guess our set piece wasn't great at the end. Our exits weren't great at the end. And then Tars dropped a lot of ball at the end there. They could have hurt us, um, put a couple more tries on us. And, and equally, you know, if Tooley's try gets awarded, maybe things would have blown out a little bit there at the end as well. Um, I guess most of the big games in this competition come down to the last 20 minutes and we were lucky enough to hold on. But you're always going to make mistakes at the start of the season, ideally. Um, we're honing our game and, and you know we certainly know we've got a lot to do this week in preparation for the Blues next week but each game we want to be getting better and better
Uh, yeah, a bit comes down to the guys that come on the field. So, I mean, our set piece, um, we'll review that. We'll have a look at what we could have done differently there um, in terms of making it a bit simpler just to make sure that we win the ball. Um, and it's just time, time in the saddle. You know, it's it's an opportunity for those guys to get out there and play the last 20 minutes more regularly to, to know how to close out the games. Was there an element to stacking a bench with all these players that was targeting those final moments of yep. the game? Yep, yep, no doubt about it. But I think they, I mean, they had Tetra coming off the bench. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we had pretty good experience there with Whitey and Noah. Slips coming off the bench. Um, Dars came off the bench. Lukey Reimer. <clears throat> um, yeah, we certainly had a definite plan in there. But, but at the same time, the other boys have played exceptionally well through the trial series. And... It made sense for those guys to start the game, really good combination through the trial games. And um, I thought that, that worked well for us. At the start of the game, Al didn't play any trials, um, managed to get through 60, something like that, which was pretty phenomenal. Bobby got through 80 with no trial game. Uh, Whitey got through 30 there as well. And, and a number of guys that had sort of 20 minutes in trial games pushed. Um, so there were some pretty phenomenal efforts out there. Um, but we certainly, we, we certainly went into the game with the plan to try and bring... Some of those experienced boys off the bench. Um, what was the, in terms of that, both relating to the hooker, um, Noss being a late withdrawal, what's the story there? And also John coming in, you know, nearly played a full 80 minutes, but it looked like he never tried. Yeah, he went all right. I think he just went <coughs> from scrum to scrum pretty much. He's, uh, <laughs> um, so Lou's just sort of part of our, our squad at the moment, um, and he's been training all week with us. Noss is not quite available for selection this week. Um, Luge, I guess two weeks ago, he wasn't in any training program, so he's he's brought himself up to speed pretty quickly, um, and he was he was a standout tonight in terms of what he achieved. Like his line out throwing was superb, and then to lock down the scrums and those scrums were pretty epic in terms of what we came up against, the size that we were coming up against. Um, yeah, that was a very special performance. Um, you know, Luge Luge's been all around the world. Um, started with the Brums way back, been all around the world and. He's brought all of that experience back into the forward pack. Um, he's done a bit of coaching with us last year. He's he's heavily involved in coaching in the Canberra competition. John Ident, a lot of teams use him. He's in our academy programs. Um, and the boys are just reaping the rewards of all of the experience at the moment with him being a part of the program. So, yeah, certainly a shout-out to Luge for that performance. Sorry, in terms of not, um, so is it very particular what the issue is? Is it, is it something that's going to be potentially long-term and keep him out of the Blues game next week? No, he should be all right next week, yeah. Yep. What was the injury for us? Just an injury, yeah. Al, the uh, scrums, I think, was about five or six penalties in that first half going both ways. Uh, just timing issues, uh, what was the story up there? Yeah, I think it was just um, yeah, getting used to combinations. Um, and, and we knew that the scrum was going to be a tough battle. You know, you got, you're pretty much got two Wallaby packs going head-to-head. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate. Barely had to come off. Um, you know, I'm not I'm unsure of his injury there, but um, yeah, I think we put a lot of em- emphasis on our scrum and making sure that every individual did their job, and um, yeah, I think it was, it, was, it was a good start tonight. Still, still got a lot to work on, and uh, which will tick off throughout the week. Oh, is there a sense of satisfaction having come up here and done the job? New South Wales have kind of not hit in the fact that they want to come from your standing as the number one Australian team. It's sort of a title fight up here today. We've got the job done in front of 25,000 yeah, mate, it was unreal. It was an unreal feeling. You know, I was just really proud of the boys' effort and 
Um, we spoke throughout the week. Like it was just a special week for us. Uh, we had five debutants and Whitey's hundredth, so we had a lot to play for within our own group. Um, there was a lot of attention on these blokes over here in Sydney, and um, you know we were just doing our thing in Canberra, and we knew that you know from the off the back of our good preparation that we'll come out here and, and put in a good performance. You know, so I think I was stoked. And, in, in that sense, and boys did well to stay in the moment and stay in the grind, and um, yeah, our finishes came on and, and and sealed the game there for us. Now, can you um, just tell us how hard it is tackling Max Jorgensen? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh mate, he, he got me good. I just folded around the corner. I think I got him too high, you know, so I just slipped off. Um, but yeah, mate, he's um, mate, he's good. He's good. I think yeah, you've done well there too to get him down to um, you know, New South Wales. So it's awesome for him to get his debut and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of him going forward. And on your side of the coin, um, Corey Tool looked pretty impressive too. Yeah, try or no try? I would have to try. Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Like, He's think... not wearing 21, so he was wearing moulds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was impressive tonight. But he's, impressive. he's been impressive since um, day dot when we got him into the program and he played the games last year and trial games, he was superb and... He's electric. Put him in a bit of space, and he's he's as good as anyone in the game. Yeah, are there many wingers out there in Australia that are like him? Um, or Max, maybe. Yeah, I haven't looked at the competition that hard. Oh no, I think I. I don't know. It was all like it's all a blur the last six months in terms of all that sort of stuff. Um, I was obviously involved in his selection this week. Yeah, um, no, I mean, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm just many like how involved were you with you know some of the squad? You see a guy like that coming. Oh, you're yeah, very keen. Like, what are you? What are you? What are your thoughts when you think, oh, he's a seventh guy? Can he make it? Can he make it? Kind of oh yeah, we had a, we had a um, we had early conversations around him when I was over in Ireland about yeah we need this guy to be in the program and we need him to develop. We've got Ben O'Donnell as well from the Sevens program. There's a lot of talent coming out of the Sevens program. Actually, Australian Sevens have done a good job over the last couple of years developing players. They, they certainly come into the 15s game with quite a unique skill set. He's, you know, he's obviously got pace, but that little flick out the back of his hand, his defence is really good, his breakdown work. We're seeing a lot of that from the Sevens boys coming in. So, yeah, well, one of my early conversations with general manager was making sure we had Tooley there. It's quick. Is he strong too? He's strong. I don't know what he's in the gym. I don't get in there. No, he's solid. Yeah, I think he's solid presses the same as the props. So. We all lift in the gym together. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's quite impressive. How everyone focuses on the wingers who score tries, but you man, wait, shot, seemed to do a pretty good job. Yeah, mate, he was really good. He, he, he was really good. And someone, um, you know, I was quite confident that he'll come out and do a great job for us and really stand up for us because he's someone who trains really hard. Um, and he played really well in the first two trials, so he definitely earned his starting opportunity tonight. You know, so I thought up front he was exceptional, and he was he was really good in the scrum as well. So um, yeah, he's someone great for us. Al, what did you make of the, uh, the new shot box for scrums and lineouts and the way they kept the game flowing? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I didn't see any difference in comparison to last year. Um, yeah, not sure if we were there quick enough or. Or, or, you know, maybe we were, but... Um, yeah, we were tight on one line-out. I think the scrums were pretty good. We were tight on one line-out there for a bit. So, yeah, I mean, certainly from my perspective, looking at it, there was a little bit more urgency to get there, um, whereas previously you'd be walking to the line-outs. We did one of those tonight, but outside of that, it was it was good for the game, I thought. 
Were there any communications from the referee about speeding up in timelines? Yeah, there was one in the first half. Um, I think we came in the huddle and he just said no huddles, you know, so we just adapted quick there and, yeah, um, yeah just to try to move on quickly. Any word on um, Brian Lonigan with guys starting? Think of that, that, that play towards the end of the first half, you know, just that game awareness. What does it say about a kid like that where he's just, you know, that eyes up football and just being able to execute like that? Oh, yeah. Many. I mean, that's the beauty of Ryan, really. He's got a really good understanding of the game. He's been playing it for years. It's all in, you know, it's in his blood. His family played it for years. Um, he he reads the game exceptionally well. Like he's one of our smartest players. Um, he's in the leadership group. He knows how to control the game. But I thought tonight he was particularly special in those first couple of passages there, where he was knocked off his feet a couple of times, but still managed to get there under heaps of pressure. Got the ball away. Um, if it wasn't for him in those, you know, halfbacks do that. I get that. But I thought it was a pretty special um, couple of passages there for him to get to those breakdowns and get the ball out the way he did. You just see what happened there. Andy didn't even realise the kick had gone. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that was pretty freakish, wasn't it? Um, no, it certainly wasn't part of it. <clears throat> he was oblivious until the ball bounced in front of him and then he said, oh, <laughs> pick it up. Did you have any idea that it was coming, Alan? Uh, I saw uh, Ryan lining it up and then when I turned, yeah, Andy wasn't even looking, so I was like, this is going to be shambles. <laughs> yeah, he just timed that perfectly and he scored. I just went over to him and said, mate, lucky you scored that. <laughs> <laughs> that was double bust. Well, good. Thank you. Good. 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 Good.